My name is Anthony James, and I love the German Netflix show Dark. I love it so much that I started a YouTube channel to talk about it. From the start, I've been told that the Dark Train won't last forever, and if I want to continue to grow on YouTube, I need to move on. Well, you know what? I don't want to move on. This show is worth more. It's worth more theories, more analysis, deconstruction, and discussion. So if you're not ready to move on either, then you're in the right place. Right here on Dark Discussions. Hello, and welcome to Dark Discussions. I'm your host, Prime World Anthony James, and I'm here with Conrad. Conrad, how are you? Very well, thank you. Is that maybe Alt World Anthony James? Uh, no, I'm Prime. I'm Prime World. No, but does that make me Alt World Anthony James? What I'm saying, like we've already been through this kind of Ick Bin Do discussion. That's true, actually. Yeah, you. Well, you want to be Alt World? <laughs> you can sure. be Alt World. I don't, I'm happy with that. Yeah, fine. Let's say that. Ah, uh, yeah. So you can be Alt World. Uh, so, right, guys. This week we are going to be talking all about the '80s and uh, learning about that. Hopefully, together. Conrad has got a few points together. I've got nothing, but um, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Uh, we all know. If you listen to the After Dark podcast, you know that Conrad loves a bit of the '80s. Uh, so. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, if there is anyone who joins us live, this will be going up as a video as well. If there happens to be anyone who joins us live, um, if you want to contribute in any way to the discussion, you can do so. If not, we'll just speak away. All right, make any sense? That makes sense, Conrad? Yep, we'll, we'll muddle through regardless. We'll muddle through regardless. I think it's also worth uh, noting as well that um, moving forward, sort of where on the channel where you're going to get the most dark for your buck i think is that a saying i'm sure it is it, the most dark for your buck is going to come in these videos because uh we are basically going to be doing uh dark discussions i'm going to be still doing it every week even though we're going to move on to the oa in, in the after dark podcast and every now and then not every week but every now and then conrad will join me for this so you guys can hop in and uh and and chat away with us first of all conrad what do you want to talk about in terms of the 80s first well it was a great decade i was born in it um, yeah. Well, that's what makes that makes a decade like yeah. you know, straight away. Yeah, there was a there was a, a a sort of angelic chorus as I was as I was born in 1987. But I I think um, yeah, like I I have made no secrets about the fact that 80s movies and music and and particularly like kind of horror as a genre is something that I've always been particularly into. And I think Dark yeah. wears those influences on its sleeve um, pretty plainly. Um, it, it does get away from it a little bit, but I think in the first episode of season one, it kind of sets out its stall of, of what it's pulling from um, with, with some of the imagery that it uses to, to evoke John Carpenter movies and, and, and Stephen King novels and stuff like that. Not all of which were, were made in the, in the 80s, but I feel like that was the decade that people most associate with that. And, and yeah, I think stylistically, Dark has a lot um, that, well, I mean, obviously there is a time period that is literally set in the 80s so obviously there's a lot of uh, a lot of 80s influence going into that but i think generally speaking dark is a show that was influenced by the uh, the interest that the creators had in that time period as well yeah no i would agree i think i, I just want to say before we move on here um i just realized i didn't have my headphones in so the first two or three things you said probably sounded you sounded like a devil but uh nice if you were a white devil, that's fine. That's on brand, but yep. uh, he probably did. So basically, um, we are going to be 
Oh, what you were saying there about the 80s influences early on. I think it's really strange, actually, that the fact that there's 80s influences so early on in Dark, it means that so many people brand this as a German Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean, that is is how it feels, I think. Yeah, especially at the very, very beginning, definitely. Yeah, 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 Uh, It gets away from that very quickly. But if someone says it's like a German Stranger Things, straight away you sort of know to yourself, oh, you haven't seen much of it, have you? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it pretty much abandons that almost straight away, really. There's always those little nods to uh, sort of 80s cultural touchstones uh, sort of dotted throughout it. But yeah, that first episode, I remember um, watching that and reading back through my theories um, in preparation for this. I, my opinion coming out of it was definitely like, oh, this does kind of, it feels like it's doing a much subtler version of Stranger Things, but mm. probably with some time travel stuff that's going to happen. Um, and, then, and then looking at where we are now, it's it's kind of like uh, it really isn't that at all in any way. No, no, it's not. It's not at all. Uh, right. So what, what I thought we'd do first of all is then we'll go through a couple of Conrad's favorite sort of homages or maybe even just direct references yep. to uh, to the 80s within Dark, especially in that first season. There's quite a quite a bit of them. So, yeah. Conrad, what was your first uh, one you wanted to point out here? Um, so I've kind of already mentioned it, but that. That first episode, visually, I think it's heavily pulling from a lot of stuff from the 80s that I really enjoy. So you've mm-hmm. got the the yellow jacket that Jonas wears, which to me felt very much like um, like a reference to it. Um, this is actually in season three, so it doesn't really count for this. But the the, the fog that is very evocative of, of the mist and the fog, um, the, the latter being or the former being a um Stephen King short story and the 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 latter being a John Carpenter movie mm-hmm. and just the general sort of sense of you know kids alone in spooky woods is very uh very well trodden ground for AC's horror I think um yeah I think that's something we talked about very early in the Arthur Life podcast a lot yeah in terms of like even even the yellow jacket within like from like it draws almost directly from it yeah. And that's something that doesn't go away throughout the show as well, actually. Yeah, it's probably, It might even be used more in the third season than the first. Oh, yeah, because you, you double up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> uh, admittedly, Jonas has lost it by that point, but Marta wears it in literally every scene that she's in. So, um, you know, she's 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 making up for lost time, I think, yeah. with the, the yellow jacket representation. Um, I, but same, I, same yellow jacket, too. Same yellow jacket. Yeah, that's nuts that it fits both of them so well and they haven't tailored it apparently in the slightest but it also means like at the end of the show like Lisa Vicari and uh and Lewis Hoffman both both would uh not be able to take take that with them you know what I mean they, they yeah. have to sort of fight over it they have to fight over it yeah and and and, and decide which one of them gets to keep it via a, a trial by combat yeah um exactly yeah I've still got uh this show is about kids policing time in the theory matrix which I stand by as a as a as a theory um which that's actually something I wanted to revisit, actually, funny enough, because that idea, now that where we are in the show, like we should let the listeners know that you, you've you actually got up to the end of episode six now of season yeah, three, so yeah, you kind of six. know a fair bit of stuff. Um, now, we're not going to go deep into that here, but it's really interesting to me because if we go, revisit that, I've been waiting to revisit that theory of yours, time, uh, kids policing time, <laughs> Yeah, because... It kind of is if you if, if the same because the same kids you were talking about doing that grew up and then started doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I, I think in a very I, it's it's one of those theories where when 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 the the rubber meets the road and I have to I have to score these at the end of season three, I I think 
if I was if I was being really honest with myself, I'd probably give it an orange because it's not really in the spirit of of um, <laughs> of how the theory was created. But well, you can't say one hundred percent it's correct. That that's true. That is true. Maybe someone time. will slap a pair of handcuffs on Adam at the end of it and be like, "You're nicked," and then <laughs> <laughs> and they'll take him off to time jail. Uh, oh. Unlikely, given where we what we've seen come <laughs> before this, but you never know. But, right, guys, uh, we've got a few people in in now, Conrad. Uh, Handsome oh, nice. Henry has popped in and said, rad, rad. Because you know how this uh, Donnie starts and now Handsome Henry, they they could refer to you as rad. You know? Oh, nice. That's the, that is, I, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say that is the best nickname I've ever had. And I'm very happy with that. <laughs> rad? Yeah. yeah, I feel like a member of the Ninja Turtles. Or it's like a nickname kind of... of a nickname, so that's even cooler. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then uh, Handsome Henry has popped in and said, Marty is Doc. I mean, dark, now be. that's a theory that if see if back to the future was dark like if if the creators of dark made a back to the future remake i think that would be that would be what happens yeah like marty would accidentally have sex with doc brown's mother in <laughs> like, the 50s and then they would i know he was still alive was he alive in the in the 50s i can't remember no he must have been yeah because he dies doesn't he i've just like completely forgotten the entire Who plot dies? of back to the future doc brown like so his whole thing Does is spoilers i guess for back to the future but the whole thing is marty going back and trying to convince 50s doc brown who looks exactly the same as 80s doc brown that that he's a time traveler yeah because he got he got shot by the libyans uh, yeah so he has to go back to like the 30s yeah which you know it's possible yeah it's possible um right guys so if you are in here we've got we've got a few fair few people in here now uh if you guys want to sort of give us any pointers or anything that you liked about the uh, 80s tie-in to dark let us know uh, we've got a few more to get through here from uh, conrad i was also thinking we were going to touch on the characters from that decade as well yeah um if you are in already could you just pop a like on there because if you do like it maybe it'll it'll uh, it'll spread it a little further if you you know if you don't like it give it a dislike i don't mind i don't mind do you mind conrad uh yes yeah i do mind Okay, cool. So just to spare Conrad's just, just, feelings. Just give it a like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Conrad, uh, what's your second thing that you want to talk about? I know there's a lot of song references you want to talk oh, about. Yeah, mate, don't don't you worry about that. This entire, this next <laughs> section is going to be titled, or subtitled, I guess, Conrad's Into 80s Music. Let's discuss it. So I am a sucker for license, for good uses of licensed music in pretty much anything, to be honest. Yeah. Well, good licensed music that I like. Um and dark is very sparing with it maybe too sparing i would say i could stand for 10 to 20 percent more licensed music i respect their restraint though i you know i'd rather there be too little of it than too mm-hmm. much um but the 80s is definitely the decade where they get they get the most uh, mileage out of that so you've got mickle turning up at school in episode three of season one where um shout by tears for fears is playing which is a great song um in the first episode you've got you spend me right round playing while eric Obendorf that's a is... that's a great moment and oh, to be honest yeah. with you that moment where you spin me right round is playing that's the moment where when i was watching for the first time i was like oh this is not going to be your normal crime drama because yeah. they showed you the person they're looking for straight away and i was like oh i like this yeah uh, they just immediately reveal it and then it's like but that, so eric like eric being missing isn't actually the mystery here the mystery is is like the whole thing that's going on around him, like the aesthetic of that room and where it is and well, yeah, yeah. what that leads to. Um, yeah, that's a great exactly. moment. Um, th- there's one that Katarina listens to, I think it was in episode four of season three when, when Helena comes in and smacks her on the back of the head. She's like doing homework and uh, she's got headphones on. I don't know what song that was, but it was great. It was very much in, very much in my wheelhouse, kind of like 80s pop 
rock, like glam glam rock kind of thing. Yeah, um, that was great. And the I always forget their name, but the ninety nine Red Balloons guys. That song that keeps coming back. It plays at the end of the first episode of season one. Jeez, we've been told this about a hundred. I know it's so bad. And like, I really like Ninety Nine Red Balloons as a song as well. So I should know. It's. Be- I'll tell you exactly why it is. It's because when I was growing up in the late nineties and early two thousands, I really liked that song, but I really liked the Goldfinger cover of it. Which I don't know if you yeah, remember yeah. Goldfinger. They were like Scar Punk. Um, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. But that's, oh, that's- I thought you meant the film. Oh yeah, the, the James really- Bond film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great film. Goldfinger, great film. But I, was head, I was like, hang on, when did Gold, Goldfinger come out? And then I was like, hang on, was that song the opening of Goldfinger? You know how they always have a Bond theme? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, that song from like 1986 was was the theme for a 60s Sean Connery Bond movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somehow. Time travel. You know, that's yeah. why they're included in Dark. Because the bootstrap paradox. Go. Yeah, hello to Cabu Cross, by the way. He's popped in. Hello, Cabu Cross. Hello. Guys, if, if anyone who's in here listening, uh, if you want to uh, give us any, tell us things that you liked about the 80s in Dark, um, whether it's a character, whether it's a costume, whether it's the song choices like Conrad was just talking about, let us know. Like, you know, we, I know this this topic of the live live stream, it, it is less conducive to uh, to audience interaction. But still, if you have something you want us to touch upon, let us know. Um, I mean, we'll get back to doing the wacky, like... Uh, I don't know, Conrad. Last last time I did a live stream, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, we were we were basically doing uh, a bracket, like an NBA final style bracket. Oh, the tier list. Oh, no, it was for genres, <laughs> like the genres of dark, and there was like it eventually went into the <laughs> center, <laughs> which was really good fun. Did you did you agree upon uh, agree upon a, a genre in the end, or was it just all? Um, though yeah, the the genre in the end uh, was mystery. Okay, yeah, that's broad. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, that, it had to be broad. I wasn't going to put in some crazy little thing. Anyway, Helen O'Grady says, hello, hello, can't stay long. It's morning here. I'm off to work. Love the music. Thanks, Helen. I know, Helen, I think Helen's in, in Australia, so that's obviously, you know, it's not really conducive the time we're doing this for you. But uh, thanks for tuning in, Helen. And uh, Have a great day at work. work. Have a great day at work. I'm sure you will. Um, Handsome Hendry comes back and says, what 80s song do you wish they included? Oh, that's a good question. What um, 80s song do you wish they included? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I was literally uh, not half an hour ago. I was listening to a bunch of Pat Benatar, uh, <laughs> so probably like "Love Is a Battlefield" or something like that. I really like. I really like the. There's a certain sort of subgenre of very like earnest '80s rock that you just don't you don't get that level of, of earnestness in music anymore or maybe maybe you do this this is maybe me being not like not having my finger on the pulse of of the youth of today but maybe that's why everyone's really into k-pop on twitter because that's where all that earnestness is now um but but yeah like that, that kind of no no irony in sight um like pop rock of the 80s is something that i that i always i always love to listen to what year did Love Is an Elevator come out? <laughs> well, the Aerosmith song. Living it up while I'm going down. I'm gonna say mid '80s. Yeah, so that that one, that one. I've never liked Aerosmith. Was there any elevator? Or there was there was. I think there was an elevator in Dark, wasn't there? One. Uh, didn't Noah and uh, Jonas? Oh uh, yeah, there's go a go down in one. Yeah, there you go. Love Pop that elevator. in. No, no one would be complaining. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I think. Uh, so Cal Cali says. Um, how about a po- the popular craze among 80s youth, Satanism? Yeah. Egon, I mean... <laughs> it was listen, rampant. He may not have been barking up the right tree this time, but I stand by his suspicion of a Satanist. At some point, 
that was going to come good and he was right to always be vigilant for the influence of the devil on our children is you know the 80s was the period of dungeons and dragons and rock music and violent movies and they were corrupting the youth and and you know you have to you have to be wary of the devil's influence you know what like it's better to be wary than not exactly That's all I'll say. exactly yeah. It's, yeah. it's better to accuse people of satanism than actually have satanism running wild on underground in your in your town yeah. it's a what's going on with that sheep skull in Ulrich's room that was never like they never came back to that the sheep skull that's, the, just... that's the center of everything like at the oh, end okay. of episode yeah, eight, right. season three yeah they all gather around that and say like a chant and then okay. the, the universe is fixed. so it's just something um, i haven't seen yet because i feel like that's you know that that's a smoking gun that's just been left yeah. untended for two seasons well, you, now well you know what you know what these these they're like like they they, they they like to have a bit of a red herring so that that skull it might seem like a red herring at this stage but you know, it's coming back in know. a big way. It's coming back in a big way. Uh, exactly. Cabby Cross says the music choice was really great. The first thing popping in my head are the earphones that Egon hasn't seen yet. When I think about oh, yeah. the eighties, <laughs> yeah, that's a great scene. I just was uh, yeah, that. No, actually, never mind what I was going to say. But that, that's that's hilarious. Like Egon, I think Egon, like old Egon, is one of the characters that gets the most mileage out of comedy in the show. Oh, yeah. Like, him and Peter Doppler are two of the most unintentionally funny characters in the whole show. Oh, actually, I think Egon is more intentionally funny than Peter Doppler is. Peter Doppler is just hapless. But, like, yeah, uh, yeah that's... I'd, I'd actually forgotten about it. But, like, yeah, that scene with Egon where he's, like, trying to understand the idea of, of, of wireless headphones uh, or Bluetooth <laughs> yeah. headphones, he's just like, no, I don't know. I don't understand. What will they think of, what will they think of yeah, next? Yeah, what will they think of next? <laughs> Yeah, they, they, weren't, they, phone. They, they weren't even wireless, though. I don't think were they? I, they might not have been. Oh, maybe they were. Maybe they were. I, 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 my, I, in my mind, I'm imagining them as like AirPods, but maybe they were just small, like, um, small kind of like cheap, the, the like the rubbish default Apple headphones you get or used to get. I guess you don't get them anymore um, when you bought an iPod. Yeah, exactly. Adding into the Satanism discussion, Helen, who's who still hasn't left for work. Come on, Helen, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. be late. You're gonna be late, Helen. Now, this is uh, more important. <laughs> This is, this is more important, I'll give her that. But uh, she says, I mean, I did spend the 80s at Catholic school drawing pentagrams on my school books. <laughs> oh, nice. I, uh, yeah, I, I, in, when I was in um, secondary school, I used to sew like slipknot patches with, with like pentagrams on them onto my bag just to let everyone know that I meant business. So uh, like, I'm, I'm right there with you, Helen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Helen says, ha, 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 I've got 10 minutes. Okay, good stuff. All right. Um, <laughs> but the, thing, the funny thing is... Uh, about like, oh, I was saying I'm a teacher. I teach teenage boys. Like I teach in an all boys school, Catholic all boys school as well, Helen. Just in case you, you're uh, interested, and uh, I um, it's really interesting that I'm thinking about things I used to draw in my books as, as a as a teenager, <laughs> and like looking at what they're drawing. I have no right to tell them off for it, but at the same time, I'm like, you can't have a massive dick on the front of your maths book. I'm sorry, <laughs> you just can't. Like. <laughs> It's, I don't I, know what it is. Do do you um do you make your students like cover their books? Does that still like a done thing? Um, I think I, I think I've been told to do that. I never okay. really saw a point in that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Not I, because because the thing is like you know. I'm just imagining. I suppose like, I'll get them to days. cover it after they've drawn the dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just imagining kids these days like wrapping like really really like sexually explicit manga around their <laughs> like their books or something. Just to just to fully emphasize how out of touch I am with the youth of today. Is this what the kids are doing now? Yeah, but like they, it needs to be covered with a patterned like a Christmas paper or something. Because see, I, mine were always covered in just brown like bacon paper. Like oh I no! See, I I got like cool 
like comics and stuff i literally wrap mine in pages from comic books yeah like, like that's that's what i that's what i i mean the problem with uh, with that of course is that that paper isn't very tough so it didn't last very long but yeah well i always just had mine like bacon brown brown bacon ah, paper okay I always liked the kids, like, one one kid just had newspaper, and I was like, you know, that looks pretty cool. It looks like a bag of chips, you know? Yeah, you and wouldn't another... hold it for very long, though. <laughs> no, exactly. But <laughs> another person, like, who I was always very, very um, uh, jealous of, they had theirs covered in wallpaper. Now, it was wallpaper, so it was really thick, <laughs> but it also had parts that were, like, textured and, and lumpy, lumpy. And I always thought, like, that's <laughs> such a good quality wrap of a book, like... <laughs> Like pebble dashed, <laughs> yeah, pebble dashed book. Uh, Motez Hayek, hello, I'm new. Hello, Motez, dislike, dislike, dislike. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> we always have to get one. You know what? I might dislike it myself just to get a, just to get a second. That's fine. Uh, yeah, dislike, dislike away. Just engage. That's all I ask. Just engage. Just engage. I, I love the idea of coming in straight away and being new, giving us thirty seconds and going. You know what? I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like talking about dicks on exercise books. Right, okay, so 5,004. Uh, oh, sorry, Venla says, Hi, hey, hope I'm not too late. Well, you, you're probably too late for the sensible chat here, Venla, but we're talking about yeah. uh, all sorts of things. Uh, right, now, can we have... Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a little focus here, please, Conrad, because we need to get back to the dark. We need to get back from, back to the dark. Okay. Um, so, uh, here's a great, there's a great tune, this is from 5004 Worth. There's a great tune that plays in the, in the movie Gremlins, when the gremlins emerge from their cocoons. Yeah. That song should have played when the monsters finally emerge from their pods in 2053 in episode 8. I'm trying to remember that song. I literally watched Gremlins, like, two weeks ago. I don't actually remember it being licensed music, so you might have to refresh my memory what song that actually was. But I, I definitely, like, Gremlins has, I can't remember who did the score now, but it's got, like, the really... Uh, distinct like dun 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 um score that or that motif like plays throughout the whole movie movie which is uh which is very good yeah but you you missed that you missed the joke there from 5004 worth and they're now like banging their keyboard thinking geez come on Conrad, give me a bit of credit for this joke the song that it's a song that should have played when the monsters finally emerged from their pods in 2053 well yeah i was gonna i was gonna come back to that bit like once i once I clarified what song we were talking about, yes, the monsters are going to come out of their pods. We've got two episodes left for it to happen. To be honest, even if they don't depict it, it's one of those things like Regina having a sword fight where we, you know, the evidence is there to to, to allow us to kind of piece put the pieces together. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I will just say that I, I just blocked that guy, uh, that guy or girl, Montaz Hayek from the channel. And, <laughs> and the, the dislike has disappeared. Now, is that because I hid them from the channel, or is that because they're they're begging my forgiveness? I don't know. We'll never know. Either way, they we'll can't come know. back. They've lo- they they've angered us. Yeah, they've angered us. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're gone. You're gone. It's funny. Like some like every now and then, like the, the, this community guys, like you, you, everyone who listens to these videos, they're really 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 respectful, and we haven't really seen the dark side of YouTube yet, and we're really really happy for that. But back whenever I made a couple of theory videos, which went really big, um, there was one or two people who just were being hateful for hateful sake. And, you know, those people exist. You just got to get over it. But um, I've blocked them from the channel because there's a button you just click it and just hide it. Like, because if they're being being really, really offensive, I'm just going to block them, right? But uh, it's funny. Sometimes, like, a video pops up and says, like, this video has seven comments. And then I'll go in and there's only six. And I'm like... That might be one of the people I blocked from the channel <laughs> commenting. It's good that I they're still commenting. The, yeah, they're still they're still engaging, which is great. They're like um, a, how, they're like a, a kid that you've locked outside, and they're just like, "Please let me in, sir!" And like knocking on <laughs> yeah. knocking on the window in the snow. 
exactly uh all right so helen is still still about helen ugh, come on i'm sure like there might be too, there might be too much traffic helen you never know uh <laughs> helen says conrad didn't see that that as a joke it's just facts yeah true so conrad doesn't actually he but like you know no, if, if I, he's made a theory he's gonna see it as real if it's in um, the theory matrix yeah it's not a gag like i take this deadly seriously it, it, you know the the sword fight the the blood ritual that ha- with the, the 33 philosopher's stone philosopher's stone listen where I, I don't want to give any spoilers away for the for the uh, the theory matrix discussion at the end of season eight but i'm going ride or die on the on the philosopher's stone <laughs> Right. I'm getting I'm getting at least an orange for that. Thematically yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> Thematically. <laughs> like at the end of Harry Potter One, uh isn't he he uh, he's holding the philosopher's stone so he can't die. So like at the end of episode five there, maybe Jonas was holding it. Like that, that yeah. would, that's perfect. perfect. Yeah, that was the St. Christopher Pendant. That's the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, we've got a few comments here to catch up on. Um I do want to have a short uh, chat uh, with Conrad as well about who's Who's your favorite character within the 80s? So um, we'll have a chat about that in a minute. But uh, Cammy Cross says maybe the Darth Vader theme would be a good one on Regina's potential sword fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, well, I think what what you'd have Imperial to do... Imperial March. Yeah. Well, no. So you'd have the Imperial March for the cleanup crew and the four, <laughs> four martyrs. I mean, it's five martyrs now. I can't keep up with how many bloody martyrs there are in this show anymore <laughs> now that episode six has happened. But you have all of them walking towards just the sole uh, swordsman or swordswoman in the form of Regina. And that's where the Imperial March plays. And it's like the bit at the end of Rogue One uh, where, <laughs> where, like, except it, it's a good guy this time. But you see just the lightsaber like through the uh, through the the smoke and the and the 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 like fire on the on the um, rebel cruiser. Exactly. Well, I, I think that's. If they don't do that, they've missed a trick, frankly. Yeah, like, we'll see how accurate that is. Maybe we'll give you an orange, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Eric says, Eric, I'm late, and I was too young to remember the early 80s. Um, I'm t- To be honest with you, I was born in 91, so yeah. I don't remember. I was 87, so I, I, I... You don't remember the 80s at all. No, yeah. I don't remember you, it at all. Yeah, you just you just remember wetting yourself. That's all you remember, the 80s. Yeah. Um, so I'm late, and I was too young to remember the early 80s, but I'd say they resembled the 60s more... Then they resembled more recent times. Interesting. Interesting take. I, I don't know if I, I am knowledgeable enough to unpack that any, Eric, but I'll take your word for it. It depends what you mean by it, I suppose. I think, like, musically, I think things were a bit more lighthearted in the in the 80s than they had been in the in the 70s, which I think is probably similar to the 60s. But yeah, I'd be interested to know what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, we'll contribute more a little bit there, Eric, and you get to let us know. Um, Handsome Henry says, I really like Conrad noticing the Halloween costumes in the old world's high school scene. Yeah, I no, no, that, that, that didn't happen in the eighties, two thousand nineteen. But I'll I'll allow it. I'll well, allow I, it. I was watching uh, back some uh, bits of episodes from the first season for prep for this, and I was looking out to see if um, in the first episode there were any people in Halloween costumes. And I, I think I maybe spotted one, but it's definitely not as obvious as um, as it was in season three. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Uh, well, I think yeah. Two. I don't know if it was officially like a like a like a theatre week or whatever it was in the old world. I don't yeah, think that that's was... really interesting though. I I wish we had that in the UK because I've never heard of that before. Well, we have we have book book day, don't we? World Book Day. Well, yeah, sort of. And you dress up like a book character. Yeah, yeah. I guess like the girls, The Shining is technically a book, so maybe they they could get away with that. I'm trying to think. Could you get away with the Grim Reaper? I guess he's in like Terry Pratchett books. You can, you can get a, get away with that. It's like when um. I remember when I was in primary school, we'd we'd do book days and everyone would come dressed as like a cowboy just because they'd be like, oh, it's probably a book about a cowboy at some point. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Uh, well, the thing is, uh, everyone, whenever I used to teach primary school, uh, and in primary school on book day, they all came as footballers. Oh, did they? <laughs> all the what? boys came as footballers. Were they basing it off of autobiographies? No, because some of the books in school, like some of the books you kind of remember, never remember the name of them are, you know, like they're, they're, to get boys into reading, like they're, oh, okay. they're, 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 they're footballers in the books and they're just yeah. like, well, see, it's a book, you know, so I'm going to dress as a footballer. Um, I always wanted to dress, dress as Hagrid. I, I dressed as Hagrid one time when we went to a Harry Potter convention uh, because I'm like really tall and really big and have a beard and long hair. So that was fun. Um, I did get called Hagrid. When I see when you see when you first move into a secondary school as a teacher, the older pupils don't respect you. It takes a couple of years for them to respect you. And there was one particular group of uh, really like the older boys in the school who would have said as I was walking down the corridor, Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> And this this went on for about a week when I first got there. And then finally, I just walked up to them and went, uh, they went, Hagrid. I walked up and said, right, boys, what's your favorite book? I love Harry Potter. Hagrid's actually my favorite character. And like, they never did it again. Yeah, <laughs> just internalize, again. internalize the, the insult. And they, it can, it's like um, Tyrion in Game of Thrones, you know, wear his armor, it can never be used against you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all Hagrid's are bastards in their father's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stefan says, question for Conrad. What's your favorite dark tune so far? Oh, that's... Di- oh, actually, I think the, the one out of episode six, uh, if we're talking um, not licensed music, but but song, or, or if we're including um, the score... Actually, I guess this is probably licensed music as well. It's just less obviously licensed. The song from the montage in episode six. I think it's Kelly Okareki singing on it, who's leading a block party. Um, it might even be Block Party that, that that made that piece of music, but it was really good. Um, so that's so definitely it's, up it's there. It's basically the one that you've just heard. <laughs> yeah. That, this, <laughs> listen, if you're accusing me of recency bias, <laughs> I'll thank you to to step off. Um, I, 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 in my mind, like for me, like we're talking about montage, obviously music here, aren't we? There's a few that really stick out. The Ariadne one, yeah. episode four, season three. Um, the My Body is a Cage, season yeah, two finale. Yeah, yeah. The... Um, the, the quiet life the, maybe this time yeah the no. quiet life the, the one in um episode three of season one um the end of the 80s episode where it like reveals all the characters yeah. next to them themselves that's a really, yeah, that's a really good one too. that one yeah um that's a good one uh i don't know the words but it's good um also uh the one i really like is at the end of episode five of season one and that one is um i, I can't to be honest i can't remember nothing about it but i but i remember there's a moment in it when Hannah um, is like looking through a little book in the eighties with all the pictures of Ulrich, and uh, and then there's like a big drop, and it's I, I just I just love that one as well. Listen, they didn't choose a bad song; they they honestly didn't. I mean, if we're talking licensed music though, yeah, "Shout" by Tears and Fears and "You Spin Me Right Round" are absolute bangers. So those go right at the top of the list for me. Yeah, true. Uh, Venla says, "I wish there were eight seasons of uh, the goodness that is dark." I know well, dark is amazing. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, I think we all. If you could guarantee that it would be just as good, I think we'd all be happy with more. I, but... It'd be it'd be so cool to see if there were other people trying to deal with like the time loop stuff in other places in the world that maybe like started figuring out there was a time loop going on or something like that. That'd be a great spin-off. Well, there's a particular theory that I have, uh, which we'll talk about after you finish the show. Is this about the um, French delegation again? <laughs> No, well, the, well the, I've already sorted that one. That one's already done. Um, those men were the French delegation. I think yep. we could all agree, agree on that. Um, but uh, basically, and they weren't—they weren't like descendants of the French delegation. They were the literal. They were French them. They, yeah, they travelled in time. Well, they did. 
I'm saying that we've had this discussion. <laughs> they did, they did. The, anyway, list, the uh... listeners know you're on the wrong side of history with this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, but yeah, my my point is there's a particular theory that um, I've laid out before in dark discussions, and I'll I want to talk to you about it in detail when we get to the end um, because this particular character who we have seen the last of, and you don't know that we've seen the last of them. Um, and it's a bit interesting, the fact that we've already seen the last of them, because you wouldn't have expected that we have. Ah. Uh, that's all I'll say. Um, so if I've got real big theories as to what actually they are doing, slash whatever, you know what I mean? So, um, hi, Pep Cool, how are you? Um, so basically, uh, there's this particular theory, and I re- for, since re-watching this, uh, every, time, every time I watch an episode for the After Dark podcast, I just end up finishing the season. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help myself. But uh, basically... There's, there's there's a particular line that I think really backs up this theory of mine. I can't wait to talk to you about it. Maybe I'm some trying people... to think who this is now. I, I said, guys, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, I I said like, maybe the last Dark Discussions or the one before, I said something about it being like maybe they could do a spin-off movie, one-off movie about this. Um, they don't need to do any movie at all, I don't think, but but it would be cool if they did. <laughs> I love that it was just like Marta. She's just not in it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. What? <laughs> Literally, Adam is just not in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So Eric says, um, or like even you know, even better, it was just like just randomly, like you know, like uh, Yasin's Yasin and Elizabeth's school teacher. Not in it anymore. <laughs> Not in it. Yeah. That's a loose uh, so- thread. They didn't tie that one up, did they? Nice writing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric uh, says, '80s. So this is in re- reference to the '80s and the '60s being similar. Yeah. '80s from an American perspective, the Cold War is still still on TV. Mm. Uh, TV still dominated culture. Uh, cynicism hadn't become mainstream. Uh, maybe that's just me. Also, the fact that it's still pre-internet. I, I see all those parallels. What you're saying now, actually, but maybe, yeah. maybe, is it just what what differentiate then the the '70s? Or do you mean from the 60s through to the 80s? Well, so is, is the 70s in... just a disco? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, John Travolta ruled the airwaves. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely see. I think that the, the 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 disconnect there is in the UK, and I guess probably, I don't want to speak for for Europe or like parts of Europe when I'm not that well educated on it. But in, in the UK, the 80s was like Thatcherism, and there was a lot like there was a war, and it was very there was a lot of um like industry dying and it's kind of an era an era associated with economic depression whereas i think in america although the mccarthyism of like the 50s and 60s was gone you still had like the sort of red white and blue patriotism uh because of reagan so i i could definitely see yeah the 60s and 80s kind of culturally feeling very similar to each other in a way that the 70s maybe didn't yeah exactly um yes there you go uh right guys we have 20 people in here at the minute which is fantastic pop a like on it Pop a like, why just, not? You just know, pop one on, and don't don't be like Mottaz. Don't give a dislike and then and then with, <laughs> and then withdraw it. You know, yeah. if, you're gonna, if you're gonna dislike it, commit to the dislike. Yeah. You know? If you if yeah, if you're gonna dislike it, you have to say in the chat that you've disliked it, and then have a dressing down from the both of us as to yeah. why why you shouldn't have done that. That's yeah, exactly. Well, what I loved about it was it was it's the first time anyone actually has come in hostile into a live chat, <laughs> chat for me. And, and we were just like taking the piss. And then they just said, shut up. And I was like, blocked. Nice. They <laughs> came in swinging. Shut up on my own I, YouTube channel. I, I respect that. If they, they came in swinging, yeah. and I can respect that. <laughs> yeah. I can respect that. I can respect that. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. So before we go, um, if you've got, guys, if you have any questions for either me or Conrad, pop them in now because we are going to be sort of wrapping up in the next five minutes or so. Um, but uh, before we go, um, I wanted to ask Conrad, and I'll sort of have a go at this as well. Uh, who's your fa- out of the '80s timeline? Who's your favorite character? Um, 
Okay, I've, I've got two. So one is Enos, purely because of Toast Hawaii, which <laughs> looks delicious. The other, this is more of a serious answer. This is a bit oh, of a hang, on, hang on, hang on. Before you say that, I've got oh. a friend, right, who I mentioned in After Life podcast, who has who stayed, stayed with us over Christmas, German-speaking. She's from Austria, grew up in Germany. One of her parents is English. So anyway, whole thing. But she, I asked her when she was over, just for fun, I went, what's Toast Hawaii? <laughs> and she, she said know? she went toast of i Ugh. it's like toast with pineapple and ham on it and it's and then she said she said oh, that's a really 80s thing oh, that's great <laughs> she's never seen nice. dark though nailed it um yeah. that's interesting that she had heard of it though so it must it must be something that we just never never adopted over here yeah, yeah exactly and we're, and we're poorer for it that sounds delicious to be honest i don't, um, I don't know about that but, um, oh, Shally says, no, not Enos. I hate her. <laughs> it's just for the toast of <laughs> It's just for the toast of I. We're taking advantage of Enos for, yeah. for the food. I don't endorse. And uh, to be honest, I, I, there's two things about her that I absolutely do not endorse. One is the way she dresses Mickle. No 13-year-old boy should be sent to his first day of school wearing hot pants. And <laughs> the second is uh, she probably shouldn't be drugging her son. That's not great. Yeah. Well, Shelly comes in and says uh, she hates she hates uh, Enos even more than Hannah. Listen, okay, okay. I know Hannah's a psychopath. I know I know she's like real narcissist, and she she's got a lot of problems. Yeah. Okay. She's never killed anyone, so like, she's not in the same conversation with Ulrich and Noah. <laughs> yeah. She's never drugged a child like, that we know of. Uh, yeah. So I think it's it's completely okay. It's completely okay to hate Enos yeah. more than like, Hannah. Hannah. Like, Hannah is is just. I think the thing with Hannah though, I I, I, we're gonna, I don't want to get too off topic here, but the thing with Hannah is like she is kind of warts and all a warts and all portrayal of a character. Like we see all of her flaws in a way that we don't really get a chance to with Enos. Like we don't see that much of Enos's characterization. We see quite surface level stuff. Like oh, she can't have children, or she lost a child. So she clings to Mikkel and drugs him, which is really bad. Um, but I'm sure if we really held a microscope on her the same way a microscope is held under Hannah or over mm-hmm. Hannah, um, we would see plenty of other dirt under the under the fingernails, so to speak. Oh, definitely. Um, 5004 Worth says, I grew up in Hawaii and I never heard of Toast Hawaii until uh, <laughs> this show. I don't doubt that. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, why would you have Toast Hawaii when you live in Hawaii? Also, I'm very jealous that you grew up in Hawaii. I would love to go to Hawaii, but... Um, yeah, that'd be like I'm trying to think of a I'm trying to think of a comparison. It doesn't really actually this comparison falls down because I was <coughs> going to say it'd be like having a full English breakfast when you live in England, but we do that all the time. So it's like it's like uh, isn't there like a thing in America where they think Irish people eat corned beef and cabbage or something? I, probably, I mean, you know, yeah, you, like you, I think you may corned well beef and yeah, like but that, that that's <laughs> I'm not saying Irish people never eat corned beef and cabbage, <laughs> but it's not really a thing you have together. It's a national dish. Listen, Irish stew isn't corned beef and cabbage irish stew stew is actually i just did the american stew it's 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 actually potatoes yes 5004 you're right lots of potatoes (laughs) potatoes beef carrots parsnips put in with maybe a bit of stock bit of salt and pepper with water and just let it cook for about five years and then that is an irish stew there's not there's not corned beef in sight (laughs) no one's putting corned beef in anything listen corned beef's all right i don't know i don't want to sandwich yeah put it in a sandwich put it in a sandwich yeah um, I, I, like, before we get too far off this, I want to do my actual proper answer to this question, which is okay. for, for cool characters in the eighties uh, is Ulrich, because that scene—it's a bit of a cheeks. Obviously, he kind of shouldn't really be in the eighties. Uh, oh well, older Ulrich, not younger Ulrich. Younger Ulrich, who cares? He's just a, he's yeah. just a moody teenager. Um, but older Ulrich's uh, his escape attempt in season two, episode five, is very touching. It's very it's beautifully shot and acted. Um, it's a nice kind of 
semi-redemptive moment for his character, I think. Yeah, I think I think that's a good answer. My, I think my favorite character in the eighties would be Egon, old Egon. Yeah, um, it's between him and the Hungarian meatballs guy. Um, <laughs> definitely between those two. And only one uh, of them's named after a Ghostbuster. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I wonder if that was deliberate. I don't actually know if Egon is a common name in um, in Germany or not. Yeah. Well, also, I, I'm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I have no idea actually. Um, they, they've they've avoided some of the some of the really sort of obvious german names to me having said that none of them are like franz there's no like that's that's a that's a stereotypical if you're an english-speaking world that's what you think of right yeah so there's there's francisco i suppose there's clausen i think they inverted it they inverted it yeah they did yeah um yeah magnus i'd more associate with like northern europe although germany is in northern northern europe so i think magnus is yeah isn't magnus more of like a scandinavian name yeah yeah but i mean but i think speaking out of ignorance here yeah, no, we are speaking out of ignorance, but uh, yeah, definitely. But I, I, I would imagine so. But also, obviously, names per, per, perpetrate all different uh, cultures. Right, we'll just finish up a few of these comments here. Um, uh, so, uh, let me see. Shelley says, and prevents him from returning to his timeline and and <laughs> withheld the suicide note. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, Enos. In, yeah, we in know. for a penny, yeah. in for a pound on <laughs> like Enos. You know, she was already drugging him. Yeah, yeah. At that yeah. point, you know, it's not. I think it's... We, we agree. We, Shelley, we agree with you. Enos wasn't all she was cracked up to be. <laughs> no. That's what we'll say. I, so the first I, season, she had a good. She, we were all on her side the first season. Then yeah. all of a sudden, she I took was, a nosedive. I was really on board with that adoption storyline. I believe my exact words were, oh, I hope there's, there's some like purity to this storyline because like a lot of these kind of character arcs are, you know, a little bit. They're, they're tinted by some of the darker qualities in them. And then, as, as, as luck would have it, that one turned out to be bad as well. Exactly. Uh, all right, so um, Pep Cool says, if, if Jonas was an original character in The Lord of the Rings, what would his race be? Oh, he's a Random <laughs> question, probably. He's 100% a hobbit, come on. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's out of his depth. He's brave to a that fault. That makes sense. That actually makes sense, because as Smeagol transitioned into Gollum. Ah, oh, Jonas yeah. transitioned into... There you Adam. go. Yeah, exactly. Smeagol is the dark <laughs> reflection of what Jonas could become or will yeah. become. But yeah, there you go. I, I think he's more of a... So if he's the if he's the Frodo, who's the Samwise? Is it Bartos? <laughs> <laughs> Can't be. Can't be Bartos. I think, Bart- I think Bartos might be the Samwise Gamgee of this of this. <laughs> <laughs> I can carry you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the stranger is definitely the back Ar- of Aragon. Hair. The stranger is Aragon. Oh yeah, yeah, just for the hair, if nothing yeah, yeah. else. Who's Legolas? Noah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Peter Doppler. <laughs> <laughs> A CG Peter Doppler. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. This Gimli son of Gloin in the situation. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Pep Cool says That's an answer I didn't think I needed, but I'm glad I know now. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared okay. that up. Yeah. So, uh, Vendler. Oh, before we go to Vendler here, actually, 5004's popped in with his Lord of the Rings chat. Yasin equals Sauron, I think. Yeah. I think you could actually be onto something there. Yeah. Yeah. The great eye is ever watchful. And, and that is. This is this is the question, guys. Once we start doing the OA, how long is it going to be before we claim a character as Yasin? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll give it one episode before we, before we dive fully back into the in jokes. We'll give we'll give potential new listeners a chance to get on board. We'll onboard. Yeah, we'll them have to explain who Yasin is to whoever's yeah. listening for the OA. Um, okay, so uh, Venla says yes. Egon was a normal name in the eighties in Germany, and yes, Magnus is more Swedish 
and da- or Danish. That's what I thought. Hey, okay, there so you go. Well. So we're maybe it's well. not a Ghostbusters reference then. Maybe it's just uh, maybe it's it's just a common name. It's a common name, but it could be both. Could be both. Let's maybe be his middle name. If his middle name is Spengler, then we'll know that it's a Ghostbusters reference. <laughs> Uh, you just reminded me, uh, have you watched Borat 2 yet? No. <laughs> Comes out in that film that his middle name is Margaret. Okay, so... <laughs> That's great. Borat, Margaret, Sagadiev. Uh... <laughs> Alright, so Cabby Cross says, maybe Lord of the Rings version of Regina will have a sword fight in another world. Uh, well, that's going to happen in the normal dark. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you want it to be a perfect mirror of the real show, then yeah, that would probably happen. I think, I think Regina is is being set up as kind of like a Boromir analog. You know, like she'll she'll flirt with corruption before dying a hero's death, uh, saving the hobbits. Having said that, though, Francisca does look a lot like Eowyn. No, not Eowyn. Who's the character? Yeah, Eowyn, the, 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 the Rohan lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, 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 what's uh, what's the Aerosmith daughter's uh, name? Arwen. Arwen, yeah, okay. They have Arwen, because I can just imagine Francisca being like, I am no man. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, she could do that. She's she's forceful enough to to pull that off. Or Ellie, for that matter. Exactly. Uh, Okay, so only a few questions to go here now. Stefan says, question for Conrad. Is there any other piece of media you can compare Dark to? Comics, movies, uh, game? uh, game? I think I already skipped, skipped that one earlier, I think. Um, yeah, sorry, Steph, and I skipped that earlier. Let's have a thing. I, in terms of the themes, not really. Like, it's very, it's very unique in terms of like blending the kind of crime thriller, time travel, and and uh, I don't know, like stuff that's referenced referential to eighties horror. Um, in terms of quality, I don't know, like something like Sandman, maybe that's not really as much more like a what uh, the ba- Spider Man three villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Thomas Hayden Church <laughs> character. No, it's a Neil Gaiman uh, series about, um, uh, set in, well, it's the DC universe. But those, I guess they kind of deal with time in a similar way, but it's much more high concept than Dark. Dark is, I think the thing I, I like so much about Dark is how it manages to keep its grounding in the human drama while also still delivering really compelling time travel stuff, yeah. uh, which is really hard to do. So I can't really think of anything that that tries to do that, uh, certainly not successfully anyway. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think uh, but these these guys, we have to go eventually. You, 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 you keep getting more out of us. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> so I'm gonna cut it out. I'm gonna cut it off on the on the ones that are there now, unless someone pops in with an absolute banger, right? Okay. So Pep Cool, uh, as obviously just put a comment in saying Yasin the White will return. Okay, that's a, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. That's what I was laughing at while you were speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> and Eric uh, Eric says, I can't believe I almost missed you guys. Well, Eric, you didn't. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Um, I, Eric, I will say to you, I was really tickled by you pointing out that we, <laughs> well, the, way that we, the way that we mentioned Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's totally not creepy. Made you proud. Made you proud of us. Like let's let's never like never forget. Never forget what Morgan. Do Freeman not let him live that down. I don't yeah. even know the exact facts of it. Wasn't he? He was like seventy-five, and he married like a twenty-year-old or something. That was the well, step. The thing is, I think it was. Li- I think it was literally his step granddaughter. Yeah, like something like that. I, I I don't know if his wife passed away or whether he just broke up with her. But then he went out with his granddaughter. Yeah. His, either way, partner. That's a red flag. I don't care how in love you say you are. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Okay, so uh, Eric uh, says, has Conrad seen the scene where all the pieces fall into place when Agnes tells old Peter? Ik bin du. 
<laughs> I can't wait for that scene. The There's memes just... are out in, in full flow today. Yeah, no, that, I mean, you know, Peter and Agnes, they're kind of like the odd ones out here at the moment. So I, I'm looking for, I mean, we already know based on episode six that there was that inflection point where everyone's timelines kind of split in two. So there's one where Peter Doppler gets stabbed in the neck. There's another one yeah. where, you know, maybe maybe he turns into Agnes. Maybe he, you know, retires to make marmalade with Ellie in, in the post-apocalyptic future. Who knows? It's all possible. Yeah. Like that's, that's what's so good about the show. Uh, so last one, 5004 says, agree. I just happened to look over at YouTube and saw a stream had just started. Oh, okay. So Eric's out. Uh, sorry, uh, 5004 saying, great. Uh, James times two. Is this going to be a regular stream? Um <laughs> Well, I mean, like, Conrad will be coming on to Dark Discussions more regularly than he has because this is the first time he's ever been on. But uh, <laughs> there's a big, there's a big, big announcement happening tomorrow on our channel. Uh, yeah. And I think if, if you're asking that question, you're going to be pretty happy. Now, uh, so going forward in the future, is like, is like a, is like a general stream with us going to be possible in the future? Yeah, sure. Like, you know, I'm sure. Like, eventually, we'll we'll. Th- think as we sort of move on and sort of develop in youtube i'm sure that's that's something we could look into doing if you guys enjoyed this if you think that by doing what we're doing right now we could eventually sort of get more people on board with coming in live with us and stuff then that's something we'll definitely look into i'm also open to doing special episodes of after dark or the best movie podcast ever where we record it live and have interaction every now and then yeah that would be a very that would be an occasional thing but yeah, like this isn't this isn't the last time you're gonna see me and Conrad talking nonsense on a live stream. Oh so, no, yeah, absolutely not. No, no, exactly. So, um, all right, guys. Well, thanks very much. There's a big, big announcement tomorrow. I will reiterate again, and I really can't wait for you guys to know what's happening uh, tomorrow because I think I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on it. To be honest with you, um, so if you haven't already, can you like the video? Uh, like the stream it does actually really help i've started asking i know i'm asking too much these days but but it really does help so if you could like it that'd be great um conrad any final words to the fine fine listeners uh just thanks very much for joining us it's been it's been uh, an honor and a pleasure being here on on uh on the live stream and yeah i can't wait to do another one yeah all right guys thanks very much i've been prime world anthony james a little bit of a difference in my intro there uh, oh, 5004 has just popped in. Jackpot! I, we, couldn't, we, we, we couldn't end it on a better thing than that. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks very much. See you later. Goodbye.